Okay, let's get started today. Welcome to Brontide. This is Tina, Trace, and Joel. And we want to talk about the creation of third spaces. Um, and I don't know, there might be better words than spaces. I'm sure you've got some more for us up your sleeve, Joel. But um, do either one of you want to jump in and kind of give us an overview of what we're what we're even referring to when we talk about like a third a third space? Go for it, Trace. Yeah, so to me, a third space feels like it's an emergent property that comes from a relationship that we have with something. Mm -hmm. um, when we have a relationship with another person, the third space is the actual relationship between the people. You have the, the two people in the relationship, and then the third space is actually the, the relationship that's created by both of them. Um, when you have, I, I see it when, when, uh, with businesses, when you create a business, your, your business, we like to think of our business as, and kind of communicate it with, with it as like, it's an, it's own entity with its own personality. And that sort of creates a third space. Um, so I see third space as this emergent property that comes from, um, the relationship that two people have and, or the creation that someone has created. That's how I understand it. How do you, how do you define it? Understand it, Joel? Well, I think that the concept of the third in general, if you think about the third way, right, the third eye, the third space, I think for me, the third is the antidote to dualistic binary zeros and ones kind of thinking and being in the world. And so for me, it is an emergent property, like you said, um, but it's also one that can be intentionally cultivated and it doesn't always just exist mm -hmm. because the third way is something that in wisdom traditions throughout history has always been something that is kind of like the hey let me show you this over here because you're not inhabiting this space right you're inhabiting the second or the first space and so it's it's a external yet emergent phenomenon that can break us out of a limited perspective or a myopic uh, experience of the world or a relationship it can like be a, 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 a what's the word I'm looking for um it can it can catapult us out of a selfish inwardly focused me centric individualistic right kind of experience of the world and so i think i think the third is kind of this like counterpoint and anchor that um is a force function for consciousness expansion mm -hmm. and when you are intentional about cultivating that third whether it's a third space the third way the whatever it is um it requires that you transcend your own boundaries in some way, right? That the realm of variables and the uh, um, the factors that you calculate in your consideration transcend your own needs, transcend your own personhood, transcend your own desires, Um and when you do that, you step into the third space. 
And when two people do that together, you can create something really, really beautiful. But communities can do this as well, right? Like a community maybe that gets overly myopic or too dedicated to their own dogma and doctrine, right? They need to be essentially like uh, flipped upside down by stepping into a third space. They need to exist or inhabit a space that transcends their own rigid, uh, you know, orthodoxy. Um, so I think it the third space works really well in the context of talking about human relationships, but it also, I think, is just something that we all need at every scale of human civilization to pursue whatever it is that is beyond our the parameters of our existing consciousness and awareness. Absolutely. I, I love that. I love what's it called? The, the, in Buddhism, the middle way, is that what it's called? The, the there's like, there's two paths and you're kind of at a, like two polarities. And then the middle way is the, the way that integrates the, the wisdom of both. It, it actually finds the, the middle path and the middle way where you're not hanging out at the polarities. So you're not subject to the unhealth of one of the polarities and the blind spots, but you do integrate the wisdom of both of those. I think, I think that's just such an important concept to come back to, you know, in our own lives. Also, when we think about culture and society is how are we moving to this, this middle way? How are we moving to this third space that actually takes, uh, that doesn't uh, transcend and repress the wisdom that came before, but transcends and includes. Uh, and I love that thinking about that in, as communities do that, as relationships do that. Um, what are your thoughts? there's something really beautiful about the intentionality you were talking about Joel and the ability for the awareness of this third space there's a third space regardless of whether or not we're aware of it Mm -hmm. and so much of what we learn or shed light on when there is relationship dysfunction is how one or both of the people were contributing some sort of non-generative energy to that space. And it eats away the space's ability to like hold and create I'm being brought to the image of my sourdough starter that I tend to and how it's in a container and yet the starter is a live active thing and when it's fed it it bubbles up and it rises and it does its own thing and then I stir it and Some days I feed it and some days I don't feed it. And some days I use it and make a loaf of bread. Um, But there's a a whole understanding when you embark upon that uh, activity or that relationship with a sourdough starter that you are going to need to tend to this container for its life to continue to be alive. And obviously that's no different than a house plant, than an animal, than having a child. But I think a lot of times in relationships, especially relationships between adults, without conscious awareness, 
the unhealed wounds, the fear, the attachments that come from abandonment traumas or whatever else can start eating away at that healthy space. Mm. And one of the most beautiful things I've witnessed is when things, when people are in pain, when things are challenging, or when we, when our own perspective, I I call it like gets kidnapped into a wound because all of a sudden we might go from having an expansive perspective about life and our ability to handle it. And all of a sudden it's like, we're on massive survival mode. Um, How much each human's contribution to recognizing that there is something outside of themselves that's worth cultivating and how much do you want to allow? It's like, what boundaries within yourself do you want to set? How much do you want to allow the unhealth of what's happened to you before or what you might be experiencing in fear? Um, how much do you want to allow that to eat at the beauty, beautiful, healthy things that you're creating? I think of anyone who's cultivating a garden. I know you garden at home, Joel. Like, there's such a mindful recognition that there's always the potential for pests to be eating your your plants or animals to come and steal the vegetables or whatever it is. And so the way you tend to your garden, it does include, um, you know, whatever you consider to be healthy fertilizer and your own pulling weeds or whatever that is. But it also includes like, okay, what boundaries do I need to set? Like, is this a raised garden bed so that an animal can't come from underneath and pull the carrots out the bottom or, you know, so there's this whole tending to, and I think sometimes we have more recognition in something like a garden that there is a tending to in order to create the generativity than we realize is in our own relationships. But the one in our own relationships is like ever present and all Mm -hmm. the time, but it's on some level unseen or are not physically tangible. So I feel like that aspect of it is really fascinating to me. Hmm. Yeah. I, I like this idea of like the third as this ever present existing thing that we need to pay attention to. And it's always there whether or not we're aware of it. Uh, But it, it in its cultivation bears fruit. Um, like I was thinking about other threes, like past, present, future, and you have to be aware of the interrelatedness of those things, like the interrelatedness of your past, present, and future in form, like in a relational way, right? Like how you interpret your past shapes your now and how you envision your future shapes your now, and also how you envision your now shapes your interpretation of your past as well as shapes your future of your vision right so like these things are interconnected and uh and so i think it goes with like the third space as well is that there's a it's always existing in these triviums or these triads right in relationships especially if we're going to maybe focus on that for a moment the trivium always exists there's two people and then there's the third space and your understanding of it shapes the relationship between 
the 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 two people and your lack of understanding of it also shapes the relationship of the two people. So mm-hmm. whether you're aware or not, it still shapes the relationship, right? Because it's ever present and it's a perpetual agent of influence, regardless of your awareness of it. And so the lack of awareness of it can cause damage, just like the lack of awareness in my present is going to in- impact my future and shape the way I've interpreted my past. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's a very interesting thing that there's like this third body that uh, is ever present. And it seems like a really interesting question to ask is like, what about my relationship has been shaped by the third body or the third place uh... or the third space? Um I don't know. I mean, is that, is there anything that comes up for you in that question? Like, as you think about your relationship, like what, what is it that has been shaped by the third space in your, in your uh, relationship? Yeah. I feel like, you know, having this relationship with Tina, like helped me learn this more than anything else. Like actually being in a uh, connected, loving relationship and being partners with someone really showed me the importance and the influence that a third space has. Like you said, Joel, like it's a, it's a perpetual agent of influence, whether we're aware of it or not. And yeah, really helped me reflect on what, what am I, how am I actively cultivating this third space? What am I giving to this third space? Um, in what ways are my, is my, my trauma and my, my conditioning, my patterns around that actually kind of detracting from the third space and kind of permeating the third space in a way that's not like allowing it to grow in its health. Uh, it, it really helped me view the, the nuance of relationship and the nuance of everything that we engage in with life in this third space. Cause it's not just a, it's not just two people decide to have a relationship and it's just like, okay, I have my life, you have your life and we have our life together. And it's like, no, there's actually, it's it's so much deeper than just two people. It's actually mm-hmm. like creates this whole new emergent property like we were talking about. Um, and it's important to, it's been really important for me to, to continually reflect and come back to how am I, how, what does this space look like? Um, how do I feel about this space right now? Um, do I feel like this third space is, living in living to uh living up to the health that it should be living in um is it fully is it fully actualizing its potential um and and again like reflecting on how am i and how what is my role in that what is my Mm. influence in that what is my agency in that because the obviously the other person in your relationship has their own agency and they're making their own decisions and they're influencing the space so what we really have control of is how we're influencing mm-hmm. that space. Um, and it's, you know, connecting with the, how precious that space is and how special that place that space is when you're, when you create a third space with another human, um, like caring for that space, like it's a child or like it's a baby. Um, maybe that's not the best analogy for us to use right now. <laughs> Cause what do you mean that? Uh, just because we're not interested in, caring for children or babies. Oh, I was like, no, after a, not a pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, after, 
after I said after I said that, I was like, wait, that makes it sound like we're pregnant. Um, uh, no, more like just because like children and babies are not something that we're we're interested in. Um, but caring for it, maybe like a like a puppy, uh, hmm. caring for it like it's a like a puppy that's its own being. And how would we how do we nourish and how do we care for that being? Feels like a very helpful analogy and way to look at it hmm. um, for me. I love all of that. And one of the things I'm brought back to Joel is your discussion of past, present, and future and how they all interrelate because there's a quality to our third space that I think attracted both Trace and I, as opposed to Trace and I meeting and then kind of on some level thinking, hey, let's create a third space. It's almost like there was a third space and it let each of us know that it wanted us to engage with it. Mm. And so- There was a, and there continues to be a strong collapsing of past, present, and future, or like in some ways I think of our third space as a wise one. I mean, the way I might describe it is it feels like we've done this before in other lifetimes, but who knows what you're trying to describe a quality of something of wisdom there. And then at the same time, to your point, there's also a newness and a, like, this is the first time this is being created with you and I in this, like, lifetime and these bodies and these conditions and all of that stuff, too. And so there's a, there's a, a whole thing going on. And um, I think at times when some of my traumas were coming up, especially earlier in the relationship, I could feel into the third space and how much it knew we were supposed to make it through these things. And I could then align myself to believing that we would make it through and then realizing that then, okay, it's just a matter of, I need to figure out how to get healing for this thing or help for this thing or, or listen to this part of me. That's not feeling seen or heard at the moment or whatever that is. But there was like this, this, the third space almost had this like deeper wisdom and knowing that helped me mm. transcend some of that egoness mm-hmm. that I um, was bringing to the container. So it's like the container was teaching me, like I'm not the only one informing mm. it and you're mm-hmm. not the only one. It's not, we're not the only ones pouring into it. It's also, it's not only one direction. Of exactly. Influence. A, yeah. Yeah. Influences in both directions. Yeah. 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 Experiencing I love viewing the third space and seeing how other people experience us together. That's like a really mm. great way mm-hmm. um, just kind of see that third, that third space really like actualize and manifest it. It feels like in a very like visceral way is, is having other people reflect how they experience our energy together and mm-hmm. feeling like the emergent properties that come from us being together and us teaching together and us just being social together and us telling jokes together. Like, it's really, it's really cool to experience people in Tina's life who have known Tina for her whole life and then experience both of us together because they haven't known me my whole life and experience us together and like just immediately get our connection, mm-hmm. like immediately get why we click so much. And it's like, there's a certain resonance in that third space uh, that feels just really like satisfying and feels really energizing. Yeah, I love, I think that's what's beautiful about this you know we were talking about metaphors a couple weeks ago um that this is a 
this is a really powerful metaphor uh this third space idea because it it creates a container for meaning that um really shapes and informs your decision making like at a very practical level right like you were saying tina about like getting through the hard time or feeling inspired by what could be possible if you just push through and uh i think it's really helpful for even those in relationships where the relationship is feeling difficult uh like you're saying tina i think that whether it's a parent and a child or it's a you know adult to adult relationship or even with friends as as kids my my daughter was having some some trouble with a friend at school this week and this kid is uh not in a great spot doesn't have a home life um getting just a, a, a lot of shit from her parents and um it's really not understood not supported not encouraged not really seen right for who this this young person is and it's very apparent right so the 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 third space between the relationship between this young person and their parents has been dismissed it's been undercultivated it's been essentially you know a bunch of it's been considered a garbage basket that a bunch of trash has been thrown into and that has had significant implications for this young person and their own mental health and well-being and so that then affects their relationship with my kid right at school you know my kid has a big heart really enjoys this person thinks that they're very very which they are the very very smart very creative young person but because this young person is living in this space in which uh their relationship has been uh it's quite toxic with their parents that comes out right and so she's reaching into the garbage bin of her third space with her parents and throwing it into the third space that she has with my kid. Mm -hmm. And it's very upsetting, you know, and my kid comes home and doesn't understand why they're acting this way and why, why are they being so mean? And, um, and I hadn't thought about this till now, but it really comes down to like, we carry these, these, containers with us these third spaces and they shape and inform not just they're not just a uh, not they're not just a multiplier within a singular contained relationship they're a multiplier across multiple relationships mm. um and I, I don't know exactly where i was going with that other than to say that like with my with my kid, she can look at this and say, oh, I need to, like, for me to be a good friend right now, maybe doesn't mean, you know, submitting myself to verbal abuse or putting my, placing myself in a context in which my feelings are going to be hurt and there's going to be damage done to me. But I can, instead of engaging one-to-one, -one, find other ways to contribute to our third space. Mm. And I can relate to the third space being this third thing that's not me and it's not her, but it's the it's the sum of right. Um, 
and finding other ways to engage like uh, writing notes or questioning her own role in the relationship and reflecting on that and sharing those insights or um, sharing this conversation with other adults and trusted teachers and, and parents um, for her own growth and resilience and expansion of self, right? And her ability to contribute to the relationship. Um, so I think it's a, it's a really helpful metaphor to think about what is the thing that's not you and it's not me, but it's a thing and it exists that we can both contribute to. And, and when we contribute to it, it, it actually is helpful for both of us. And maybe there are moments in time when you can't contribute to that third thing, but I can. Mm -hmm. And in my contributing to that third thing, it then fuels you. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's really interesting. I feel like so often, and I feel like, um, like boundaries are having a moment along with a lot of other mental health topics, mm -hmm. um, culturally. And I feel like so often relationship conversations remain in a binary. They're either good or they have to be boundaried, you know, like. I'm able to show up in this way and I can be myself and I'm seen or I'm not. And I have to right. tell the person to, you know, buzz off or I have to ignore them or ghost them or whatever. And all in, you know, and then I post on social media that how bad toxic relationships are mm -hmm. off gas that way. Cause I can't actually get resolution in this thing because I'm not actually taught to engage with this thing. And What's so beautiful about what you just articulated, Joel, is the nuance and the healing and the growth of these third spaces and understanding the metaphor and fully owning it um, really gives to us. Because instead of having two choices in relationship, it's going well or it's going poorly or, mm -hmm. you know, this is worth it or no, I'm setting a boundary. It it encourages us to see that there's a greater flow to all of it. And like at the end, I love when you said that maybe right now I can contribute to this third space positively and that other person might not have anything extra to contribute to the third space, but by engaging in the third space, they're getting something from it. And there is an ebb and a flow. Everything isn't tit for tat and always, you know, 50, 50 and all that there's an ebb and a flow to any healthy sustained, uh, relationship over time. And I think when things turn really challenging is when one person isn't contributing to the third space, they're taking from the third space, but then that's not actually helping them show up better. They're just more than willing to keep taking from the third space. Mm -hmm. And the third space ends up being like a perpetual well that's drained out the bottom and the one person's pouring into it and it, mm -hmm. it's all draining out one side. And that 
hole is never plugged up and that other person never starts contributing again. And I think those are the kind of relationships that a lot of people who, um, you know, are understanding that they do need to learn some healthy boundaries and stuff like that. It's like there was too much one-sided giving. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot more that we can do, I think, than either, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, we want to, on some level, typically subconsciously, we want to save them, do their healing for them. Okay, yeah, we get, that's not possible. Or we have to boundary them out. It's like, well, there's other there's other ways to engage. And you you never know, and I think this is full circle back to some of the other things we talk about where we we need our whole selves in our lives now. We can't just have our heads. Sometimes our intuition's the one that tells us the next lever to pull in a, in a relationship or in a contrib- contribution to a third space that like is going to be able to be received. And so sometimes it's a conversation to your point. Sometimes it's including other people in the third space mindfully and, and getting perspective. Sometimes it's instead of sitting around and just having conversations about the same things, it's deciding to create something together or, I think kids are really great at this. Like, let's make up a game. Let's go on an adventure. Let's go do a thing. And so the third space ends up being full of fun and play and creativity. And and as we become adults, I think we forget that that's a really important needed element of a healthy third space. So there's just, I feel like there's a gazillion ways and angles to look at this. Um, But it does give like a multidimensionality to the whole personal growth could become navel gazing, they say, (laughs) at some point in time. But when you're thinking about how you contribute to all the third spaces in your life and how you show up to things and what you get from those third spaces and how that overall cultivation is, it allows you to see a much more multidimensional perspective of self than just either um, like I'm feeling good and I have energy to give or I'm feeling like crap and I'm, I'm shutting down and taking oh so well said and you, you that the that devastating cycle and thing that people get trapped in where they're taking from the third space and diminishing it but also that very taking of it is actually preventing their own growth like an example mm-hmm. of that i i that comes up for me is like two friends and one of the friends it, one of the friends in the relationship just goes to the other friend and just vents and just kind mm-hmm. of like lets all their stuff just go out on the other friend and just like is just lets the other person be a soundboard and the other person the other person in the relationship doesn't ever get to share about their life or ever like kind of it's just it's only one-sided and that mm-hmm. like the person is just taking from the third space and that they're just constantly like the only ones actually they're the only ones that are allowed to vent. They're the only ones that are just allowed to unload on whatever's going on in their life. This really should be someone that's working with a therapist or a counselor and be doing that kind of stuff in a therapist or counselor's office. Um, but that having that relationship where they just uh, vent is actually the thing that's keeping them from feeling like they need a counselor. Mm-hmm. So it's like the very taking from the third space and the diminishing of it is actually one of the things that's keeping them from taking the step in order to really heal and grow. Um, and obviously in, in marriage becomes like a hamster wheel situation and totally in marriages too. Like the, one of the people is just 
taking from the third space, um, but that very taking of it is preventing them from actually growing to the type of person that could grow into a healthy partnership where it's back and forth and there's reciprocity. Um, I think that's a dynamic that a lot of people can relate to. And a lot of people have experienced relationships in that way where the third space is actively being diminished and damaged, but the very taking of the supply from that third space is like preventing the person from growing um, and being yeah, so so viewing the viewing our relationships through the lens of this third space and seeing our relationships is the other person taking from this third space, and is their taking actually preventing them from growing to the kind of person that could actually be, build a beautiful third space with me? That's where, like you said, that's where boundaries need to come in. Um, but I don't mean to go on the the more negative route because you were talking about play and and. Um, all of that, but I just that you said that so perfectly that it came up like that that hamster wheel that comes up is really mm-hmm. damaging. Mm-hmm. So it feels like this is a good place to wrap for today. Um, I feel like this exploration of a third is. I feel like we're just beginning to be onto something. So we might choose to revisit this topic and other aspects of life because I do find it very interesting that for some people, relationships are like the primary teacher. For other people, it might be their work. For other people, I'm not saying that all these things aren't our teachers because of course they are, but it seems like some people just have life themes in certain areas of life, right? And and seeing the ways that this plays out, and especially we mentioned this earlier on, but whether you're working for an organization that someone else or a group of other people started who you may or may not know, um, or whether you started something yourself, um, that, that is an entity in and of itself. And I think there's something interesting to the fact that our legal system even recognizes that. Like you set up an entity physically. So there's something a little bit fascinating about, about like on some levels we recognize this. And then on other levels, we think like culture is this amorphous thing that we can't even understand. And it's like, well, no, of course we can understand. Like all you have to do is send an outsider in for a few days and they could tell you what your culture is. (laughs) It's not that hard to understand, right? So anyway, maybe we'll choose to revisit all this in terms of work or and or creativity or other things on another day. But thank you both for this conversation. It feels, this space feels very generative to me and I'm in, incredibly grateful for, to have it and to be creating it with both of you. I feel the same. same. Thanks, y'all. Thank you.